Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Two Compass Podcast. Join us in discussing the week's news in the NBA and college basketball. From Jalen Johnson's parting ways with Duke to Draymond Green's comments on players' treatment and trades. Don't miss out! We are proudly partnered with Amateur Hour Sports Network, so check us out there. Links to all things Two Compass are on our link tree in the IG bio. But first, know it all, bring the dope track around. Okay, we're back again, lads. Another great week of basketball. And, you know, I'm excited to get d- dive into this. We've got some juicy topics coming up. Um, Liam, Andres, how you been? How was your week? Andres, how you been, buddy? You can you can have first pretty word. Pretty good, actually. Even though I just good. had it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it's been pretty good. Kansas is rolling, so can only be happy on my side. And, yeah, I mean, I know Liam has a smile on his face from uh, from yesterday, so. We're, we're, I think we're happy over here. We can't. I think the, all the boys are good on college ball. On the college ball scene, I so think far. so too. Yeah, man, we're so close to March. We had some great college games yesterday. Kentucky began their march to uh to the tournament by a huge road win over Tennessee. You heard it on Liam's locks yesterday. We had a big day on the bets. Yeah, uh, they had a ton of fun. Had a ton of fun watching college games yesterday. Some good ones, and uh, it's just ramping up to March, man. Excited. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm happy uh, our listeners got a, a quick view to see your face, Liam. Yeah. We're going to have to reveal yeah, out of the uh, shadows. face and Andre's face scene. Yeah. <laughs> although, you were, although it well, was very relaxing in the morning as you were whispering in my ear. All the <laughs> <laughs> well, they've always all the pillow, they've all been the seeing, talk. They've been, <laughs> they've been seeing my face just on uh, just on the, the graphics that Dre's been putting up with my Mbappe That's stream. True. from Yeah, so. Mbappe, yeah. We yeah. Never give, we, I don't think they know why, yeah. Um, there's no, there's no, no history on that picture. That was, uh, yeah. No. The picture on Liam Locks is uh, when I packed uh, player of the group stage Mbappe in FIFA 18, I think, 19, probably 18. Ultimate team, yeah. Ultimate team. And uh, we, uh, <laughs> that was just a reaction in the moment, yelling Mbappe. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> that, was, that was probably one of the greatest moments I've ever captured on my camera. Daniel right behind me. <laughs> Capturing the moment, it was like it was like a documentary, all or nothing with uh, Tottenham. It was like all or nothing with Liam's ultimate team, and just a big moment. So. Yeah. <laughs> we would literally walk walk in from a long day of class if we went to class sometimes, <laughs> and uh, and Liam would just come in and be like, oh, Jack, let's just buy some, buy some packs. So he would just like come in and buy some packs, and then we just like unpack them and just see what you get. Yeah, see, a long day of class time. for you and I, a short day of class for Zach. <laughs> 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 all right, all right, okay. Let's speaking of class, let's talk about some college basketball. Mm-hmm. Good segue there. Good segue. This is why I'm best in the business. <laughs> um, so we'll talk about um some a Duke player, and um I know Liam, you mentioned it in your video, um, but so I'll give it a brief introduction, and then you go ahead and explain the whole situation, and then we can talk about it. Uh, so essentially, Jalen Johnson's opting out of Duke for the remainder of the season to prepare for the draft. Um, this is not um the first time we're seeing something like this. So um, I'm going to let Liam, I'm going to let you kind of elaborate more on the situation so you could give a better description of it. Yeah, well, there you go, Dan. And uh, my feelings are pretty strong on this. You use the term opt out. I prefer the term quit on his team because <laughs> that's basically okay. what Jalen Johnson did. He uh, he mm-hmm. he didn't just say I'm not playing and because I want to avoid injury or whatever, but I'll still be with you guys. He cleaned out his locker. He left the Duke program, left the boys high and dry. So. 
I think it's a horrible decision. I think it reflects poorly on his character. And I don't understand. Like, he's, uh, I'm going to prepare for the draft. Don't you think the best way to showcase yourself for the draft is to, um, I don't know, lead your team that you're supposed to be one of the best players on, you're a five-star recruit, lead your huge college team through a run in March rather than quitting on them. And I just think NBA scouts are going to notice that and they're not going <sighs> to... I think that, that questions his character big time, and I don't think that helps his draft stock. Like how I ex- I understand oh to avoid injury, but when <laughs> when does that stop? Like oh I'm going to sit out college to avoid injury. Hey maybe I'll sit out the rookie year too just to uh, preserve my body. Um, <laughs> like this is kind of ridiculous in my opinion. What do you guys think about right, it? Right, right. I, I'll give this to you, Andre, because I know you have a, like a an opposing a, opposing opinion on this. So uh, I'll let you uh, talk to it first before I say anything. Okay. Um, yeah. So there's a p- couple points that Liam mentioned. Um, so I guess like when I was what I was reading, there wasn't no clear reason why Jalen Johnson left Duke. Like they didn't ex- really specify if it was particular for injury or if it was just like not a good fit for Jalen Johnson at Duke. Um, I know in the past couple of weeks his minutes have been dropping. So it was if you were paying attention to Duke or if you're a Blue Devils fan, you kind of maybe saw it coming. Um, th- to say that um, he quit on the team. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he did. He did essentially quit on his team. But whether it's um, like wrong or right, I think that's not like I don't think there's a clear cut answer. Just because like to like if you ask like I was I was watching a couple interviews. They interviewed um, uh, a couple of the Duke players after after their game, and they seemed very supportive of Jalen Johnson. So to say like he just came out of like he's a came out of the blue with his decision. I'm sure there was some thought. He had to consult his like parents. He consulted Coach K. He, he consulted some of his close friends on the team. I'm sure, and uh, like I'm sure this decision wasn't taken lightly. So to say like that, like um, he's a quitter and he like he should have it reflect poorly on his um, I guess like his image. Um, it is questions that, that he's gonna have to answer from NBA scouts and NBA teams. So he'll have to have an answer for that. But to say it was like not like it's terrible for him to do this. I don't think so. Like in the end, you're you're. He made the move he needed to do for his future. He's in college for a year. That's not the end goal. Is to be a college um, like star. His his, go- his goal is to be a co- like an NBA star. So whatever the right path for him to take to do that, um, it, it's it's his decision. So I I fully back him, and I know Coach Gay said he hundred percent backed him as well. So it was for some analysts and even Liam to say like to slander him so hard like they are. I don't think it's right. Um, but yeah, that's my opinion on it. Oh, I understand. I fully, uh, I fully agree that it was his decision. I'm saying he just made a poor decision, and I, I, I understand so. that being a college star isn't the end goal. But being a college star helps you be an NBA star because your draft stock soars. They see that you've got character. Like, why? I don't understand how this decision helps him. I know you won't take it lightly, but what? What are you thinking? What? Why? Why does this help you? Well, make it, the it NBA? just shows like you can clearly see that Duke like wasn't a great fit for Jalen Johnson. Like I know you, st- you have like, like, like you, like, like I said, the prior two weeks, like he was losing minutes already, so you knew like it was the fit was gonna kind of diminish as the season was going on. His numbers weren't there to what his promise was beforehand. Like five stars recruits don't bust like hard in the first season of college, so you can tell something was off last like, from year, the start. Last year, Khalil Whitney on Kentucky, he uh, was barely playing, and he just left. Said he's gonna prepare for the draft and did not get drafted. Is not with an NBA team. So okay, but I think there's a John, bit of a precedence John, of this not working out. Well, and that I think that goes to show like just the pressure that these like 
18 year olds are facing going into college that are five-star recruits like it's it's hard to kind of live up to expectations and clearly like the you can maybe see at this point that the pressure maybe got to Jalen Johnson he thought maybe maybe this isn't the right path for me to continue the season and just to get my mind right and just to get me healthy if that was the case and finish the season off like in my own workouts with my own doctors and kind of move forward from there like I don't I just don't think like the clear answer was I have to finish this college season if it's going to hurt me either mentally or physically like for the next couple of weeks yeah I don't know it's it's definitely a tough position to be in as a player and I, I see definitely both sides of it as a fan I definitely don't really like to see it because you want to see like these college teams have their best players and at least give it a um, an honest try to make like the tournament even though they are doing poorly um, but I, I do see like Andre's side as well where He's saying like it's uh, at the end of the day the player's decision and whatever he does, um, I guess people should be supportive of as long as there's no like bad uh, kind of blood in between like uh, him and like the the school or the coach or the players. And obviously, from what Andres is saying, that it's not like they had a lot of interviews that like a lot of kind words for him and they're being very supportive. So I don't know the, the way I stand is I kind of just I don't really like it. Like I'm like, kind of a little bit on the other side because I I don't like seeing players just like, kind of essentially. Well, he did quit on his team. And you, you see, you saw, you saw a lot of examples where players could have quit. Like for example, like Zion last year, uh, or two years ago, sorry, when um, he was injured for a lot, like like maybe a good like few games at the end of the season, and it was in question whether he should even like play the NCAA tournament because it might just hinder his like draft stock if he gets injured. But because Zion, the way Zion is, he yeah. said no, I'm not letting my team down. I'm playing through it, and uh, he ended up playing in the NCAA tournament. They didn't end up winning it, but he still gave his team. Uh, the best effort and the best chance they could to win the tournament. So it's like things like that that I think as fans we like to see. And like and I know and I understand why a lot of people are criticizing him for that decision because I mean there's just, it's not like he's quitting like maybe he like didn't regret his decision in the in the beginning he's like oh I don't want to do it and then he backs out and then he has a whole season to kind of prepare. He's doing it with like 2 weeks left. And it's like or 3 weeks left, whatever it is before the tournament and it's like okay I mean, you, you could stick it out a couple more weeks and see where your team goes. If you don't make it, you don't make it. But I think it hurts your stock more that you're quitting now than if you were to continue in the two weeks of the season, Yeah, in my opinion. Also, it's not just like he, he stopped playing. He cleaned out his locker and left. Like, I can if you don't want to play or whatever and you need a break mentally, that's fine. But you can still be there to support the team. Kind of like Bull Bull when Bull Bull was hurt and he like he never left the program. He was there on the bench the whole time. And Oregon made a big run that year and uh, and made the Sweet Sixteen with Peyton Pritchard. Lost to Virginia eventually. Like I don't, I maybe if you need a mental break, a refresher, some time off the court, sure. But like you just cleaned out his locker and he's done. Yeah, but and I this think is like a guy. Just... This is a guy that on an Instagram story <laughs> earlier in the season was when he committed to Duke or whatever, when Duke first started was saying, I don't care about my points, rebounds, assists. I just want Duke to be a successful team and we're going to win a national championship. But like, that, I think I think your points and Daniel point kind of crosses over. Like Daniel said, like he, 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 it would have been better off for him to quit earlier than as opposed to quitting now with two weeks left. And to your quote saying that he, um, that he doesn't care about his points or stats, that he just wants Duke to win. I think that all came like, together like he did like i think it's better for him to quit now as opposed to like quitting two weeks in because then he wouldn't even give it a try like at least if like, he, if like he's quitting two weeks left he like stuck out at least three quarters of the season and said okay I, I put in my effort i tried to get make this work but i just couldn't make it work and then to like liam's point like 
I don't think I think he still cares about his teammates. Like I think um, him leaving might even been like maybe a thought process. Like we don't know what's going on in his head. Obviously, he doesn't hasn't been out and spoke to the media about this. But maybe what's going on in his head? He was saying, "I'm like I'm kind of maybe hurting the team from what what my different like mentality and playing style is to this Duke program. So maybe me leaving will actually help the team because he's clearly still with even like Matthew Hurt, like the best player on Duke right now, is like behind what." Jalen Johnson's doing and same with his good friend like DJ Stewart like they they're backing him 100% so like they they I think have a better insight than we do on what's going on so like I think to say that like he's um like to slander him to saying he's leaving his team is high and dry and he's um only caring about his stats just because he's not averaging like 20 points and five boards and five assists in college is and that's why he's quitting is I don't think is the right thing to 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 like have a, have as an outcome for what he's doing well, I, I just want to say when I said he, he's better off quitting in the beginning, I'm just saying specifically as like from a basketball perspective, like he, he was better off like taking if he wanted to and he didn't like the decision to make to go to Duke, taking the season off like earlier, maybe playing basketball somewhere else and like training then but rather he, than going through this whole season. But maybe he didn't know. Like, not to his potential. But maybe he didn't know then. Okay, then then finish the season is my point. But like that, the album he just he, like he just couldn't like he just it was just wasn't a good fit and continuing was gonna make it worse for him. And 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 I'll just, I just I know you're like you're saying oh I'm sure he has support but of course like you said is one of his best friends on the team is gonna be supporting of course he's gonna support him like what yeah. are you gonna say like no he's a bad like he's a bad player yeah like, but they, they know what's on the line for him they're not gonna be slandering his name on 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 media because any they know he's gonna get drafted in, in the first round but they're or, like, also not, they're also not slandering like, know, his name behind that. closed doors either like I think like as a group but you, you don't know that support, but huh? you don't know that. Well, you I don't mean, know that either. Okay, but I mean, from what they're saying, it seems like they're not leaning towards that way. I I'm sure they were a little supportive. I'm sure they were a little disappointed, yeah. like when he says that. Yeah. I'm sure they weren't just yeah. like, "Man, that's I'm a sure. great idea. Good job." Well, obviously, yeah. of course, of course, of course, <laughs> obviously. But, but being supported doesn't mean you have to say it's a great idea. Yeah, sure, but I'm just saying, of course they're gonna, of course they're gonna back him. Is what I'm saying. Like you can't. Of course, them that, isn't that, isn't that yeah. goes to his point then? Like, yeah, if, publicly, if publicly, publicly. If his if his teammates are going to support him, obviously, isn't that go towards like at least Jalen Johnson making like a decision for himself and making it like I don't know, not slandering his name, like the media. But well, I mean, he is making the decision for himself. That's what. If yeah, and then not. and they're and then supportive about it. Well, at least yeah, we think. Well, at least I think he is. They're, they're his. They're, they're his friends, of course. Exactly, but media was saying that like, oh, he's he's uh, leaving high and dry. Like his teammates are probably. I mean, play, well, he is. Uh, they're probably gonna be so pissed off at him, and they're gonna be playing better because he's leaving the team. But that's not the case with them. Like, the, like what the media I mean, saying well, about two him. players, yeah. It's a star player and one, like one another and one like, another quality player. We're, we're not saying they're, they're gonna be like they're gonna like all hate him and yeah, they're that's what, no, but that's what the media. That's what the media saying. I think they can publicly support him and still be a little resentful, like, like at the, the end like, of the day, yeah. be like, "Oh, yeah, honestly. come on, man!" Like, like yeah, we're trying but, to make but, but from what you guys, yeah. are, but from what you guys are like, the media is saying and Jim Bayam is saying, they like literally slandered his name, saying like he quit on, like he he quit on his team, and his team is gonna be like basically uh, pissed off at him for leaving. It's a brotherhood, that was yeah. what they were saying. Really, it is, but it still who, is who a brotherhood. Maybe, maybe who knows maybe some of them are like pissed at him like because we got quotes from two players doesn't mean that it's like the whole team is like super like supportive of like his decision who like who knows maybe a lot of these some of these players are like a little bit resentful and and think that maybe. like he quit on and left them high and dry but i was just going off of what like, i what have we seen is what i've seen so far and i can't interview everyone on, yeah. duke, on the duke uh, basketball team of course yeah yeah but it's a good discussion to have because there's d- definitely a lot of cases where this was like a, a possibility or um or players have done this and it's interesting to see like how people's take on it is because there's going to be the 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 player supportive 
aspect of it where people are going to say, oh, it's always up to the player. It doesn't matter how they do it or what they do. Um, is their career on the line, so they should ma- be able to do whatever they want. They should. And there's also the other it, perspective. It's definitely up they to should, them. I'm just saying, I think he yeah. made a poor choice. I understand I'm outside yeah, of the scenario. And, then, and there's that side where people disagree, yeah, of like his choice. But to, absolutely, to be it should be his choice. You can't like force a kid no, but to I'm, play I'm saying like people. I'm saying the other side of it is that people make the argument and support his decision and yeah. say it's, it's okay. like a good one. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we are supportive of every player's like rights to do whatever they want. But it just obviously you have your opinion on whether it's like a good choice or um, whatever you feel like they're quitting or they're not quitting. So yeah, and, and hey, but, uh, yeah, it was interesting to see yeah. and like no, yeah, I was saying Liam, I was gonna kind of go towards I think what you're saying is we wanted to you mentioned a bit like about the Ewing theory, um, which is kind of coined by Bill Simmons, yeah, um, from the Ringer, and he always mentions it a lot, basically about how a player. Um, is leaving a team due to any altercation or any like injury or anything for a small period of time or long period of time and how the team gets better with that star player leaving. Um, and it kind of, you mentioned it, that it could happen in this situation and look, look at Duke now. Yeah. They're, I mean, I'm not, it's not like, it's not strong, it's evidence, two games. but they've won two games. In but a yeah, row. road win, yeah. road win <laughs> so. against Wake Forest. Wake Forest isn't the best, but a road win's a road win. And then a nice <laughs> win against uh, what? Number <laughs> yeah. seven, Virginia. Whatever yeah. they're ranked at the moment, that's a big yeah. win too. That's a good win. That was actually a good win. Yeah. So, so like, yeah. I was, I was actually, I wanted to like tackle this as well. So like, I was listening to your Liam's locks, and I was thinking like, you brought up the Ewing theory, and I'm like, okay, your your only basis is this Wake Forest win. Like, this was prior to the Virginia win. I'm like, there's like, there's no Ewing theory going on here because the only games that Duke won without Jalen Johnson were against Boston College, Wake Forest, and um, NC State, which are four of the bottom six teams in the ACC. I'm like, how can you, how can you say that Duke organ like program? This was prior to the Virginia game. How can you say that Duke program is better off with Jalen Johnson with only those four wins without him? Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, I'm like, there's, there's no, like, there's potential for the Ewing theory to be at play here, and maybe it is. No, they like, won against Virginia. Yeah, the, uh, the Virginia was a good win. That's why, that's why this was all prior to the Virginia Duke game when I, before when I was thinking this. Um, so I don't know like maybe you have something here now with this Virginia win. But I think we'll have to see for the rest of the season to see if we have a you have a stronger case. Yeah, if they, if they, if they make a if they make a run and they make the tournament, then I guess there's no doubt that the Union Theory was definitely yeah. A, yeah exactly. We'll a, have to a see thing here. So we'll have to see. But I was so confused yeah, so. when you said that. I'm like, oh man, I, I just honestly don't get the basis <laughs> of like what you were where you're trying to get at. Like the only well, other... I mean, I mean, all the all the pieces were there for the, a potential Union Theory. Yeah, what of course. Because yeah. I don't think he was saying that there was. Yeah, yeah I don't think he was saying there actually was one yet. Yeah, you got to You say there's potential for it because obviously there's no proof yet because they've just played games with mm. their the player. Well, so, okay, so I guess potential is yeah. then I guess if they just a star player leaves and there's always potential for the Union Theory. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. of course. Yeah, okay. of course. There is. I thought yeah, you're especially I, in, especially in the way he's leaving too. I thought you were yeah. getting that like cuz cuz you cuz you were, like were kind of I guess we had the conversation before where you were slandering Jalen Johnson so that's why I thought you were kind of getting at that Duke was going for sure going to be better without him when you mentioned the Ewing theory. Hmm. Well, no. Yeah, I like yeah, I think I mean, they I think they have a chance <laughs> of being better. Um and I bet on Duke, so I guess yeah. maybe I, I mean, am you're, you're, yeah, that. you're on the right track now, yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, so from one controversial college uh, drama, gotta love some college drama. College, yeah, you do. college drama, <laughs> and we're gonna kind of go to another player's controversial statements. Or I know I'm still totally supportive of it, but some people put that found like some controversial. And that's Draymond Green's statements towards uh, players being kind of sat and traded and kind of being left in the dark with everything that's happening. 
um, in free agent or in free agency and in uh, well not free agency but in trade talks. And um, they kind of he kind of sounded off. Uh, I think it was like what Tuesday or Wednesday after a game. I forgot who they played, but it was like in a post game um, interview. And he kind of and he just prompt, prompted it himself. Like he kind of just said, "I got something on my mind." And I'm and I want to say it. And this is just when Andre Drummond news broke out about him potentially be traded to Toronto, or I mean linked to Toronto, but also other teams as well. And how Cleveland was going to sit him for the remainder of the time until he gets traded. And and so Drummond kind of just sounded off by providing the example of Harden and how when he demanded a trade. And yeah, of course, like in he and in his words, he said everyone knew James Harden dogged it, which essentially like he he did, did. Like, <laughs> try didn't do anything. Yeah, he did dog it. Um, I'm pretty sure everyone like knows that. And he said how he was a number one villain in the media and everyone hated him for what he was doing. And sure, of course, like Liam mentioned this before and I yeah, kind of talked like to it, it as well. And even, <laughs> yeah, like no one really liked it. But at the same time, we have, we as fans and media, we like slandered his name. But when a, when a team gives the decision to kind of pull someone literally mid game or not tell the person at all while they're playing and them finding out through the media that he's being traded. Is and then we don't say anything towards like that organization or team, and that's what kind of Draymond Green was alluding to in in his statements after the game. Um, he said um, he he said specifically he said that um, kind of Cleveland wants to to trade Drummond, and then the player is supposed to be professional, and he's a cancer, and he's not good in someone's locker room. Specifically, like what he says, and that and that's kind of like true in a way. Like we we kind of suggest that these players are so bad for the locker room and stuff because of things they do, but then we turn around and the team could do whatever they want to the player and they're supposed to be treated with the same respect. He also goes on to mentioning that how a player is expected to stay in shape and stay professional um, through this whole time of him, them not playing essentially uh, at, at a minute on the court for that team. And if he doesn't do that, he's going to be like to what he said, a cancer or um, a bad like influence in the locker room. So this happens a, a lot of time with, like, for example, Harrison Barnes being pulled from the sidelines, Cousins finding out from the media after the game that he was traded, and it's just things like that that um that that Draymond kind of alluded to, and he kind of goes on to saying, at some point, players need to be treated with the same respect the team can have, and I think I totally agree with his statements, and I want to see what you, your guys' thoughts on it was because it was a big talking point in the media like, for those few days. Yeah, let's see what like, I'm has to say first because I think um I want I want to go last. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm very torn. I can definitely see points from both sides here. Like Draymond, <laughs> well, by the way, Draymond very well spoken, and I love when he talks because he always makes very good points. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and he's kind of on the player's side, which I like. Uh, he's definitely right. Like a player, if a player is like, man, I want to be traded, they're kind of they they are they're called like a cancer. Like, oh, I can't believe the guy's doing yeah. that. Like that's yeah. that's bull baloney. Um, but then when a team is like, yeah, we're going to hold this guy out cause we want to trade him and they make that public, then it's kind of like, oh yeah, yeah, like fair enough. Good job. And it, it, yeah, it definitely know, yeah, is yeah, a double yeah. standard, which, mm-hmm. which is a very good point from Draymond from the other side. It is like, it's as much as we want player power, like they're, they are being paid and it is the team that's paying them. So it's. I don't think it's ever going to be like totally equal rights or power. You know what I mean? And I don't know if that's, is that a bad thing that like the guys paying you kind of make the decision on whether you should be playing or not. I like, I see where teams are coming from. 
I, I would, I think the best solution is if a player demands a trade and wants out, like he shouldn't be totally vilified. And, but if a team also wants to trade a player, I don't think they should be totally vilified either. Yeah, essentially treat them the same way, right? Yeah, is essentially yes. what like kind of what you what Draymond wanted. Like either way, if you're gonna if you're gonna make a player out to be a villain, then make a team out to be a villain as well for for kind of treating a player poorly when they want when they want the, the player out essentially. And I've always kind of and it's not like yeah, no, I kind of just want to say quickly, and it's not like Draymond did anything to want to be out of the situation, right? Like he didn't. Well, from what I know of, like he didn't publicly say, "Oh, I don't want to be here," or anything like that. Drummond, yeah. Draymond. Drummond, sorry, not Draymond. Drummond, yeah, sorry, Drummond. No. Um. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't think, from my knowledge, I never heard anything like that. So for them to kind of do that to him, um, it's kind of it's pretty uh pretty cheese. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Why do teams do that when they want to trade a player? Why are they just like, yeah, we're not gonna, like, especially with the Griffin Probably thing? Probably not to get injured. Like... I'm assuming. Yeah, I guess, but like that just kills their value. With with Griffin, they basically any leverage they had. I know Drummond and, and Griffin are different, but and even with the Drummond thing, they're just like we we want to trade this guy so bad, we're not even going to play him right now. So literally, send they're basically saying send any offer possible, and we'll probably accept it because yeah. right now we're not even playing him. Well, I think the like, Griffin. If, situation I don't know, understand is why teams do that because I think Blake Griffin is the one that went to the organization and said that he he wanted to clarify his future um, with Detroit. So I think that's yeah. like, it was different. Cause I think Andre Drummond just didn't, didn't kind of like, it wasn't even his choice. Like he didn't even go to the organization. They kind of just said, we're waiting yeah. for a team to, to trade you to. So we're sitting you out until like the free agency is done, like come to all-star weekend. So like, um, yeah. And then I guess to the, the main point, like I, I agree with like, um, I agree with Daniel and I agree with Liam's words as well. But um, yeah, I think LeBron spoke to this as well, actually, I think at one point, uh, last week he was he was the one that he was kind of like agreeing with Draymond and I, I the one thing that like I do um, I always go with the players and to say like Draymond kind of like personalized as well saying like these we like we have families and stuff too like we like what teams choose to trade us like we have to relocate and pick up and move everything that we have to go to these new cities to these new organizations and to, to like for especially the Harrison Barr situation that happened before he literally had to pick up mm-hmm. his stuff and leave halfway through the game and as he got traded yeah, and to absolutely relocate everything in his life we only see like the player aspect oh how's he gonna fit on this starting lineup oh yeah he had to stop between the game but like on the other side of it mm-hmm. to see like the whole like whole family life and whole like friends families leaving like it's just it's mm-hmm. just like terrible to see in that aspect and like yeah maybe we talked about the organization for like one segment for like 15 minutes but the, the james harden thing went on for like a week two weeks straight so like i think like yeah. like mm-hmm. yeah like you guys were saying like obviously we have to have treat them the same way but if they just like it's just absolutely brutal how players get treated and in the end nba is a player's league too like you just can't imagine what they happens in like other leagues like the nfl or nhl like these these leagues are like probably so much worse than what the NBA is getting treated. It's just that the fact that the NBA players have a platform and can actually speak is, I think, heading in the right direction, but they still have to improve, especially the media and um, and organizations. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's... I wouldn't... I think saying it's brutal how they're treated is a little strong. Like, it, it, it sucks uprooting your family when you get traded, but I think, like, trades are always going to be part of the business, right? And mm-hmm. And... Teams, sometimes players leave in free agency as well. So it's their choice to leave as well at times. So I, I mean, they're, like if, they're the ones it, making the league money. So like it should be their choice. Like without the yeah, players, the a, league would be if nothing. A player, if a player has the choice to leave a team in free agency, the team should also have the choice to trade a player. 
Right, right. I'm not saying the trade. I'm just saying what they did to like Harrison Barr's situation. Like, like literally, just like halfway through the game, you had to pick up his stuff and leave the game. Yeah, and go. I don't know how. I don't know how you let that happen. How do you have a trade? Like, yeah. why are you doing a trade yeah. in the middle of a game if you're a GM? And how do you? Yeah, why are you doing a trade in the middle of the game? Basically, like, yeah, that, make that's a trade after to. the game. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't speaking to yeah. trades in general. Really, I was just speaking more to like yeah. that, that like situation. Yeah, that that yeah. is stupid. No, I, I have I, no I, defense for that. Yeah. I, I think I think th- those type of cases are the ones where it's like I think that Draymond's speaking to mostly. Um, I think because I, I agree with Liam, like they do get paid a lot of money, yeah, like an enormously amount of a lot of money amount of money. But it, it's just like like it doesn't matter how much money you make, like even in any business or any like even if you're like working at McDonald's or whatever, like you still have to treat your employees, the owners and the employees have to be treated with the same amount of respect to each other, even though you are paying the employee, right? Like it doesn't matter like how much money you're making it should be like that that level of respect both ways yeah and i mean i don't think and, and it goes to the media as well if you're working to both if you're working as a teacher your principal wouldn't be like yeah we're gonna move this guy on so uh we're gonna we're, we're looking to ship him to a different school so we're just gonna sit him out <laughs> yeah, m- yeah. M- m- mid-class they just yank you you just see like or liam sitting in like the teacher's lounge for like a month straight before they move him <laughs> Looking at fantasy players on my my laptop. (laughs) But at the same time, you wouldn't have a teacher be like, yeah, I'm not going to teach very well because I'm not happy with where I am. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess it's kind of both sides taking liberties a little bit. It's the it's the owners or what the GMs and it's the players. So I don't know who started it first. Mm -hmm. Probably teams. 100% the organization. Well, like organizations obviously started it first. Like the the fact that like the NBA grew to where it is today is because the players have more say than any other league in the world. Like and like I said before, you can see in other and in, in other leagues that that the, um like owners take advantage of players way more often, and like the, the owners definitely start start this like bad cycle, and the players kind of just like follow in a sense if they are going to be selfish about their situation. Yeah, I don't know. I think we got to, I guess the solution would be, and it's kind of like Draymond said, like we got to see professionalism from both sides. Like if you're a player and you want to be traded, like still go out there and play hard. Um, But also if you're, if you're uh, like a team owner, like don't just trade a player mid game and yank them off the bench, like go about your business in a way that's respectful to the player. Like, and and don't be, especially like you said, a player should never have to hear about a trade from the media. Like, how is the yeah, co- how yeah, are you not having a conversation the, with the player first? Seriously, being like, yeah. "Hey, mm-hmm. just cards on the table. We're moving in a different direction. We're looking to move you. And if a trade happens, you're going to hear it from me first. Like, that's how all GMs yeah. and all front officers should be acting. And I feel like if you go about yeah. it that way, the player's going to respect you more and play hard. Yeah, and and, I, and there's always going to be like cases where like obviously a player might get pissed off and go to the media or something maybe that's what they're trying to mitigate but at the end of the day you're do- like you're you're doing everything you you're doing for as a business and to make the right decisions to be successful and if at least you're going about it the way Liam's describing it at least you're like doing it the most honorable way yeah and like, it, rather than making the wrong decisions to try to cover up stuff yeah and like and like if the player goes to the media and starts complaining about it then it's on the player like the organization yeah, can exactly, do so exactly. much yeah I agree. Exactly. I do think players so, should be honoring their contracts a little more like i guess that's why i was angry at harden cuz it's like he signed the big contract. He's getting paid a ton. The general manager, Maury, was doing moves to make Harden happy, and it yeah, didn't sure. quite work out. Yeah. And he got, he kind of 
threw a bit of a yeah. tantrum and was like, I don't want to be here. Yeah. And I think the co- the COVID thing definitely uh, made it exponentially worse. <laughs> well, yeah, him being like a, going, to, going to clubs and being and, a jackass. Yeah. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and not yeah, caring yeah, about exactly. people's health. <laughs> yeah. So I think that <laughs> definitely didn't buy him any much worse. goodwill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so I don't know. Yeah, Both so sides I mean, can do better, I think. Is yeah. My, yeah. Yeah, I think it was, I agree. I but Draymond is right. It's an interesting topic. Draymond yeah, is right that both topic. sides should be held to the same accountability and standards. And and it was like just to kind of add like one small thing after. And it was really nice to see kind of Draymond mentioning all these cases and mentioning all these players. Like it doesn't it didn't matter who you were, whether you're a prominent figure in the NBA or not. You still like he still mentioned him as like it's like they're like like a same brotherhood like kind of on yeah. the for for college basketball. Like he didn't like say anything different. He kind of all mentioned them equally. Yeah, and, cool and uh, the sad well. thing is that you don't see like we like Harrison Barnes was kind of partly tip of the iceberg. Like you don't see like these smaller players of what they have to deal with. Like these guys are getting only paid like a hundred thousand like a year. Like they probably get it much worse that we just don't see it in the media because they're not big prominent like yeah. athletes like Daniel was saying. Well, didn't mm-hmm. yeah like some guys like didn't Nick Scout Nick Stauskas get traded like three times on the same day or something like yeah <laughs> so like, like probably, yeah. Like that, I mean, like I guess that's just, better. If you're going to get traded yeah. three times, might as well do it on the same day so you're not moving yeah, exactly, around. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but yeah, you you make a great point, Dre. There's definitely, lo- like, Drummond is more of a high profile and Harden's obviously mm-hmm. one of the highest profiles, but there there definitely is smaller profile guys that are, like, basically contra- like contract, uh, like, thrown in trades for contract um, needs or whatever. Yeah. I don't know how to say that. But to clear yeah. space better. or, like, to match yeah, exactly. or something like that. Like, it just, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like these guys are yeah. moving around the most. Yeah, it must be brutal. Like, but I guess that's the life you kind of choose, right? But like they, like yeah. I'm just saying more in the terms of like they. I'm sure they got it. Like they got it. Like Drummond or Harrison Barnes, but we just don't hear about it in the media because they're big. They're not big athletes or big names. Yeah. 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 True. Well, yeah, that was. It's always a fun discussion to see, and and it's good to see like proactive people speaking on these type of things and players speaking about these type of things. So, yeah, it's um, it's really nice to see Draymond do that. Yeah. So when Draymond we'll speaks, move... when Draymond speaks, I listen. Yeah. He's a good speaker. Yeah, he he's a good. He is. Yeah. So I want to move on to kind of the All Star Game starters that were announced earlier this week or midweek. And yeah, we we have made our predictions. Um, you guys, I'm sure, kept track of your own to see how many you got right. Just for the starters, we'll get news on the remaining All Star team probably later. I don't know when did they have a day for it. Probably in, like this week. Uh, coming. When's the Aussie? March seventh, I think. March seventh, yeah, probably this some sometime this week. I'm assuming that we probably yeah, hear from probably. for the rest of the team. Um, I'm not sure exactly on the date, but yeah. So I just kind of want to say, like, how did you guys do in terms of your starters? I know there wasn't much. <coughs> we didn't have much variety, but uh, how did you guys do in that front? I missed Beal. I had Jalen Brown in instead, but I that was the only one for me. So how about, how about you, Andres? Uh, so I missed, um, I missed. So I had Harden in, so I missed Beal as well. But I, I had mm-hmm. Beal on the fringe. It was between Beal and Harden, I think, were my uh, my two. Um, and mm-hmm. then the other one, which is a little bit, I guess, we're gonna talk into, was I had Damian Lillard in instead of Luka Doncic. Right, right, yeah. So and that's the um, big debate the now. <laughs> that yeah. was a big debate. Yeah, that we're gonna get into. So I had the same thing as uh, as Liam. I had. Um, but not the same player, different player, but, um, I had Beal in, so I got that one right, but I had James, James Harden in instead of Kyrie, and then Kyrie was for starters, but I still had Kyrie in, like, the all-star team, just not a starter, so, oh, that's the only one I got wrong, I had Steph and Doncic as well, the forwards, or, 
the front court, everyone kind of the front courts were easy, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, let's go into the discussion. So, first, I want to say I'm very happy for Bradley Beal, first time starter, yeah, uh, in his career, well, well deserved, well deserved. Um, so yeah, so congratulations to him. Uh, yeah, it was a bit. I mean, the Kyrie one, I'll, there was going to be a, another Brooklyn guard there, probably, regardless, I think. Um, but it, yeah, it was interesting to see that Kyrie got like the popularity vote. And um, yeah, good for him for making it. So I think he was going to make it anyways. But been balling. Yeah, and then we like you, like you said, the other three front court, pretty unanimous. And then it's, Steph was a pretty unanimous one too. And then yeah, but how about Doncic over Lillard? I know the TNT boys were kind of... Uh, some a couple of them disagreed that, and they thought Lillard should have been a starter. What do you guys think? Um, well, Dre, you had Damon. Do you want to go first, yeah, or do you want to clean up? Do you um, clean up well, this one. <laughs> no, I'll go first because just because I already had him, and like I already said yeah. my opinion in the last podcast. I think he like well deserved All Star, uh, especially without CJ um, for the past couple of weeks. And um, the the Trailblazers um, at the time of the podcast were in uh, playoff position. And I think they are now as well still. Um, so yeah, like, they're, I think they're, they're doing really well. Yeah, they're fifth in the, in the in the West. So like I mean to say that Damian Lillard sh- um, shouldn't be there is um, like in the starters is I think a travesty to me. Like I think the good Doncic obviously was gonna get the popular vote, but this is this is kind of also voting for you. Like you're gonna get the players yeah. that don't <laughs> deserve it as much as other players. Not to say Luka Doncic doesn't deserve to be an All Star, but as a starter. But Damian Lillard, I think in my opinion, should have definitely been in there. Yeah, it's interesting to see. You see, Doncic came out and literally Doncic himself said, "Yeah, Dame deserved it." Oh, really? No, me. I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't see it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I do you think that's kind? I think that's kind of like the young guy kind of appeasing the old older guy a little bit more, like showing respect. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think that if if uh, I don't know the roles were reversed and Doncic was twenty nine or thirty, whatever, how old Dame is and and uh like or maybe not the roles reversed just the age reversed and if Doncic was 30 and he was voted in and dame was the 21 year old and wasn't voted in do you think Doncic would be saying that because i don't <laughs> so i think Add on too and i, I, I kind of just want to take that another step further if if don if it was a position where Doncic clearly deserved to be an like a starter and he was like like outperforming everyone but dame beat him to that spot Instead, you think Dame would go out and be like, Don just deserved over me? No, I don't think so. So I think this is that's a little bit so lip either, service yeah. <laughs> to like the old older guy yeah. that, that and obviously yeah. everyone in the league respects Dame. Um, but I do think mm-hmm. Dame probably did deserve it a little bit more than Doncic. So maybe maybe he's on to something. Yeah. But to go to your mm-hmm. point, I think that's I don't know if it's age. I think it's just the way Luka Doncic is. Like I think his personality is just very humble and he's very, yeah. like yeah, reserved. Sure. Um, and he's just there to like to play basketball, have fun, and, like, just enjoy himself in the NBA. And while Damian Lillard is kind of more of, like, a dog type thing, like, he's, like, he goes after it, and he's very competitive. Not to say Luca's not, but, like, it's just two different personalities, I think. So that's why I think Luca came out with those words, and I think he would even say the same at the age of 30, in my opinion. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, and I also think it's, uh, in my opinion, is the aspect of, like, Lillard hasn't won anything in his whole career so far, and he's, like, t- like what? He's, like, 29 to 30? Is he 30 now? Uh, I, I can check that quickly. But yeah, and and he like I feel like you have to be a dog at that point because imagine not winning anything. I'm sure you're very frustrated and you want to kind of add as many accolades to your to your name as as possible. Yeah, he's thirty. Yeah, I mean it's not really his. Obviously, I know you're not saying that, but it's hard winning, yeah. man. Just get, you can be an awesome yeah. player and not win. Only only one team wins yeah, every for year. Sure. 
mm-hmm. unless you make so. a super team. And, and I think he re- he's refu- and he's gone out in the past, so he re- he refuses to to like go somewhere else yeah. and make a super team. He wants to like win in Portland. And so. I think Dame, I mean, good for him. I I don't know, Dan. I don't think Dame really cares about individual accolades at this point. So I don't I don't think he's too too yeah, bothered true, about this. True. To be honest, I think this is more of yeah, fair, his fair. teammates, his organization being like, "What the hell?" And rightly mm-hmm. so, being like, "Dame's incredible. Yeah. You guys need to respect him more and put him in the game." I don't. I think Dame himself is kind of like. He's probably he probably doesn't even yeah. care about the All Star game. He's like, I, I got my I team in a playoff so either, position yeah. right now. That's what I'm happy about. I'm balling out and winning games yeah. for my team. Yeah, I agree. I definitely think he deserved it. But I knew the reason why I Doncic was because I knew the the fan voting was a big component in, in, in starters. So I kind of just like kind of made my a lot of my predictions towards that, and that's why I had Bradley Beal as well. Um, because I I kind of knew he was going to be there because the fans are all over all over Beal, right? Rightfully so, though. I'm so curious to see how, like, the, like, they do say, like, the other 25, 25 is media and players, um, for the starters. But I want to see how much that actually factors in, like, compared to, like, the, like, the, the public voting. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, public votes 50%, but, like, like, I don't know, like, say, like, the players and the media chose Damian Letter over Luka Doncic. So, like, who, who, like, who, who doesn't decide, like, what the tiebreaker is for the starters? Yeah, seriously. Pick. Like, I what's mean, the, I think it's, who has the final say? I think it's very, I think it's very, like, unlikely, though, that'd be a tie. Like think about all like the votes and like the, and from each side, like it'd have to be like a pretty, pretty, pretty like exact to be like a tie. I feel, yeah, just from all the voting that's happening. But you know how like last but year, be, but I don't know who I don't know who did that. Last year, like all the fans were voting in Taco Fall. Like yeah, yeah. And, and NBA cut that quick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's always funny. Always good for one of those. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure even like Alex Caruso was in there for for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, for sure. The cult heroes. Too. The cult elevator heroes. Elevator Ernie. Yeah, exactly. The young elevator, elevator Ernie. Ernie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> a good one. Um. Yeah, and then actually, it's funny. This has nothing to do with like Damian Lillard at all. But I saw a tweet. I forgot from from where, but I think someone who like does it's like a fan page or something like that. Someone who does stats, and they were saying how. Donovan Mitchell um, is not the best player on the Utah Jazz and that he's kind of overrated and all he's really good at is for scoring and that the most important player on the Utah Jazz is Rudy Gobert. Oh, I saw Liam tweet that too. Yeah, that was my burner account. <laughs> 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 I, I mean, like, uh, obviously that's not true about... Uh, about Mitchell only being good at scoring, but we kind of debated, like, it, yeah. it is debatable who's yeah, the most yeah. important player on the team, right, Dan? I know mm-hmm. Dre was very yeah. much no, for Mitchell, I but so. I could see an argument yeah. as to, like, Rudy being the um, the anchor for that defense. I do, I yeah, would I pick well. Mitchell a little bit more valuable because, as mm-hmm. we've seen in the past in playoff series, they don't lose because they're bad at defense, they lose because their secondary scoring dries up, and it's all Mitchell, and he doesn't have as much. Yeah. So I think yeah. his contributions are a little more valuable that's what i was gonna go with i was gonna yeah. i was gonna say like I, I think debatable come regular season but once playoff rolls around then i think there's really no discussion it's more valuable to the utah jazz yeah i mean i don't know if i'd say there's no discussion but i definitely think donna mitchell is more valuable but i wouldn't say it's like out of the water like blown because you still need defense in in the like in the playoffs it's not like it's just only offense and donovan mitchell's not like an elite defender by any means well we'll see what the brooklyn he only does we'll it see if the brooklyn nets have anything to say about that come play yeah but when you have like th- <laughs> three three hall of famers yeah i'm sure <laughs> really no contest no defense um 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I just thought that was like a funny thing because it, like, it really brought me back. To, like, I'm like, yeah, Liam probably did tweet something like this before. I just have to dig it up. <laughs> <laughs> that was my contact in, right. uh, in Utah. In Utah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Unpopular opinion. I don't. I hate when people do that. Like unpopular, just to get like like tweets or like likes. Just like, unpopular opinion, and they just like, say something like outrageous. I'm like, oh my god. No, the worst tweet is. I don't really care for or the worst. The worst is a uh, that aged poorly in response to someone saying something. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this aged poorly. I, I'm pretty. Yeah. I I I only use that if if like you said it before the game, and then it, like it was like a blowout, and I'd be like, okay, well, this aged poorly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like a, but, like uh, like Liam predicting Texas Tech beating Kansas. This aged poorly. Oh, hey, they almost blew English. it. They almost blew it. You <laughs> must have been scared for a little bit there, Dre. I'm always scared when Kansas <laughs> is playing at ranked team this season. Let's uh, let's let's talk about our picks, though. We actually didn't get into that. Yeah, what were the final? So, how did you guys do this week? Uh, I posted yeah, in the story. Uh, Liam, you were three for six. Da- I was four for six. Daniel was five for six. There's two post. Yes, there's two post moments. Um, that was Oklahoma, yeah. Texas, and um, Virginia Tech and Florida. Tech. They played on so Saturday, um, but they just they rearranged the games. Like yeah. but the other teams, the other teams played. Yeah, Florida State. Uh, wait, uh, Virginia. Wait, sorry, what was play. it? Virginia Tech did not play. Yeah, uh, that's Florida State did play, yeah, but a different yeah. team. So I missed uh, Tech. I had Texas over West Virginia yesterday. That's one I missed. Did any? Did yeah, you guys you missed, get that one? Uh, yeah, I got it. I told you, West Virginia. Texas was up nineteen in that game, man. They they blew that. That, yeah. that screwed Liam's locks, too. I told you. I told you. Don't doubt, don't doubt West Virginia. And then I missed, okay, obviously, Texas Virginia. Tech versus Kansas. And what would the other one have been? Uh, you missed the Wisconsin one. I think we talked about that previously. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They got trounced. Yeah, I'm, I'm off Wisconsin. They Don't trust them. <laughs> I'm fully yeah, that off. did it. <laughs> yeah, that's the last straw. That did it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Daniel, you did yeah, pretty well. And then... Yeah, I got the Kentucky one on. I don't even know why we had that in the first place there. That shouldn't even have been like, a game well, we had on It there. turned out it should have been then. Because like, we got yeah, exactly. we got I guess it turned out it should have been, yeah. But yeah, no, it looks like... Um, I mean, this is something that I guess all the listeners knew already is that my superior knowledge in college basketball. So I guess it's kind of like evidence of it. So, should but start betting, Dan. We can, we can move on. You're an NBA top shot. I should, should, uh, well, I mean, should start betting. In, in, ter- in, ter- in terms of lines, I would have to do more research and stuff. But like, in just terms of picks, and yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, the I guess I, I guess I could just do straight up. But yeah, Tennessee was to Tennessee. We did uh, wasn't looking great going into that Kentucky game. So good on uh, Liam for capitalizing yeah. on that one. No, I think uh, I think like like kind of Andre was saying Tennessee didn't look great, and I think Andres was um, alluding to that. Um, are you back? I think we yeah, got yeah, you off a little I'm bit. Back now. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. And um, yeah, I think that was a good show on Liam's part. To be honest, I mean, I think I think <laughs> I just my my hate for Kentucky kind of got and I was like, no, there's no way they're bad. There's no way I didn't look at any other like stats or anything, and yeah, prove me wrong. Yeah, actually, while we're talking about college, I wanted to give a shout out to Nick McGonigal because he uh, he backed Liam's locks with a parlay, a five dollar parlay that would have paid out over nine hundred dollars, and uh, it was looking what? good. It was looking good because the big one was Kentucky hit early, and then Villanova hit yeah. in the early games, and uh, LSU was blowing out. LSU did blow out Auburn, and Florida was blowing out. Um, who did Florida play? Bad team. Um, Mississippi State, maybe. No, Georgia. Florida was blowing out Georgia. They were covering, and Texas was up nineteen on West Virginia, and they were covering. 
And so it was just going to come down to Duke later and Duke did win later. So it was those two games that, that screwed him out, but uh, they were looking good for Damn. a while. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Nine hundred dollars. Wow. Yeah. So we'll be we'll be back next week. I love doing the big Saturday slates okay. with, with Sounds games. Sounds good. So. We love to see you. Yeah. And Man. yeah, it, it was nice to. We were okay. five for seven yesterday on Liam's locks after our first ever zero for two day on NBA Tuesday. So that was disappointing, but a good bounce back. And overall, a positive week still. Yeah. I think we've had nothing but positive yeah. weeks on that. No, we definitely. Yeah, I think we. I think you've been doing great actually with basketball. I can't speak to your your uh, your footy betting but definitely basketball you, you've been hitting for sure yeah i got big, big money on um, big money on man city right now and they're up so <laughs> there's a big uh, nice. upset too early in the week as well i think wichita state beat houston as well so trying to yeah, get into the, into the tournament mm-hmm. wichita state frisky team always yeah. good for an yeah. upset as a kansas fan would yeah, know <laughs> wasn't it uh <laughs> wiggins wiggins team the one seed that lost to wichita uh, state in the second round fred Van, it's fred van fleet's <laughs> yeah true one of them went first overall one of them went undrafted and look how their careers have gone i know who i'd be yeah seriously yeah. think about it yeah yeah seriously yeah you could it all gets traced back honestly, to that I, game I, I honestly think honestly i think you guys are mistaken it's not it wasn't fred van fleet's team it was ron baker's team <laughs> <laughs> Papa Ron. Uh, yeah <laughs> at least you can say you played at msg longer than uh, fred van fleet has yeah uh, sure exactly <laughs> <laughs> Did he have did he have Spike Lee sitting in the in yeah. courtside watching him? I don't he think dabbed so. him up. <laughs> All right, okay, let's uh, move on to uh, one of our last topics, which is like kind of the trends in the Eastern Conference. Things have been pretty wild. Um, a lot of teams have been going up and down. Um, it's still pretty close. Only a five game, like a five no six game difference between one and eight, one and eight. So it's not terrible. Um, and yeah, like I think there's a lot of things we we could kind of touch on, like Toronto Raptors. They're like kind of resurgence. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks struggles and also like the, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Like, I mean, I know they've been hit with the injury bug, but man, like what a, what a difference from what we were talking about earlier on. And okay. uh, there's a bunch of other teams too, if you guys want to bring up as well. But let's start with the Toronto Raptors. Um, Andre's like, I know you've been following the Raptors a lot, obviously, because it's, it's your team. Um, but yeah, like, what, like tell me what you like think of, of the Raptors so far and their, their kind of like seven and three record for the last 10 games. I mean, they've been unreal. They had um, two huge back-to-back wins against the Bucks um, this 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 mm-hmm. this week, and um, they're they're looking pretty good. Um, you have Norman Powell, who's kind of taken on the load um, starting, and you have Chris Boucher, who's playing really well as uh, as well. And I think I think this goes to show, like the beginning of the season, they were kind of still adjusting to like this whole new environment that they had mm-hmm. they were thrown into for like just a couple weeks before they had to start a regular like a whole NBA season. So I think now it's like coming together, and I think the players are um, kind of adjusting to circumstances, and they're playing really well. Fred Van Fleet, I think, deserves an All Star um, slot at least, and as a reserve because um, he's yeah. been outstanding. Um, they, the only thing they, they they struggle with, I think, this season that they should they have to kind of keep an eye on is like either late in the third um, or, or like kind of their third quarter has been really dodgy for the past couple weeks, and um, if they if they can kind of clean that up a little bit, I think they make a strong case to getting into the top um, the top four of the Eastern Conference and kind of having home court advantage. Well, home court in quotations because they're in Tampa. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, I don't know, F- just FVV deserves a, deserves a defensive all-team and an also slot, in my opinion. He's been outstanding. And Kyle Lowry just gets a little bit healthier. They can, I think they can definitely make a push. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, they are yeah. impressive this week. Some big wins without Lowry, too, this week. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. I love you use the word and, dodgy. That's dodgy, mate. Dodgy. Dodgy. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was I think that was a one scoop word though. That, I think that was a one yeah, scoop that was word. one scoop. But I just like the context. There. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they've been they've been looking no. good. They've been looking good. They yeah, Brooklyn win. They have. Milwaukee win. Boston uh, and, lost, but yeah. still. Yeah, and uh, and then kind of uh, we have a friend, uh, Andres and I, um, V, our friend V. His name is Vivek. He works for uh, Complex Canada and CBC Sports, covering the Raptors. And he, he had an interview with, um, Fred Van Fleet, like a post game interview. And he was just b- basically talking to the kind of after the game, uh, pretty sure it was the Milwaukee game and just saying how he was asking, uh, Freddie some questions, basically saying how, how they like are, how they're doing after these, this kind of resurgence or run that they've been making. Um, kind of what have you like seen yourself grown and, uh, and yourself and like maybe the team? I'm kind of paraphrasing. It's not exactly what he's asking, but, um, and it was a great interview because it kind of spoke to Freddie. Um, he said himself was, he, was even a good question because he kind of said how he realized things that he needed to do to kind of, as a leader to grow, um, helped him grow these past few games. And, and when things go, when things are going good, they're going good. Like there's, you don't see anything bad or any, any troubles amongst your team and anything like that. You don't realize what's really happening. And when things are going bad, you kind of see the truths of how your team actually is and, and yourself. And I think it's really helped. A lot of players on that team grow and including, including Freddie as we see. And I think it's really, it's kind of really in a way important that this happened to the Raptors because they weren't, they never really felt this type of anguish before. And it wasn't just because they're in Tampa, but just because they were losing and maybe they, they kind of discovered themselves a little bit more. And I think that was very important for a team that could possibly make a run in like the Eastern Conference. Yeah. So, and yeah, and if you guys want to check them out, Vivek Jacob at Vivek M. Jacob, our boy. Love the name. Um, love the so, name drop. Yeah. Love the name drop. Yeah, I love the name drop. I got a hat. I got a hat to support him. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a good him. interview. Yeah, yeah, it's a good thing you brought it up. So yeah, and then so Liam, what as a non Raptors fan, uh, what do you think? What do you think of them? As a non Raptors fan, I well, yeah, I just I can't help but love Fred Van Vliet. But like, I know yeah. we talked about him, but that that's my favorite Raptors player. I wish that guy was on the Timberwolves. If the, the he has more fight in his pinky finger than the whole Timberwolves organization, <laughs> um, like, and no, I I still like obviously I I'm still gonna win that money from you in our bet uh, about who finishes higher. Who in knows? Brooklyn. Yeah, it's, it's only four. It's only four. Only four game difference. Right yeah, now. I'm still who confident knows? in I'm that. More confident now, but I'd rather. Mm-hmm. I I think I'd rather play Milwaukee in a playoff series than Toronto, man. Because you know Toronto, you know what Toronto's given you. And if I, my stance on them hasn't changed for the whole time we've doing we've done this podcast. Um, they're still mm-hmm. a frisky playoff team, and they'll probably be a lower seed. I don't see them getting home court. Um, so I'm gonna, I don't know. I know Drake kind of mentioned its possibility. I don't see that happening, but I still think they they could be upset potential um, in that first round. And if they like, they got that team spirit, man. And it's kind of yeah, it's kind of yeah, the I- passing of the torch this year from one absolute dog Kyle Lowry undersized guard to, to Fred Van Vliet um to another sure. un, to another yeah. undersized guard yeah and eventually he'll pass it and, on to Malachi yeah. Flynn and it'll just be a forever uh, <laughs> just bulldogs playing point guard for the Raptors that are punching speaking above their Malachi, weight speaking of Malachi Flynn he's a, he was a uh, well, I think one of the first ever players to play an NBA game and a G League game. Yeah, in the NBA. I saw that. Yeah, that was crazy. That <laughs> Bro, he played in Utah, and then I think he had, to fly, he had to like fly to Milwaukee or something. Like it was like yeah, in the same day. Like dogs. it's crazy. <laughs> That's kind of like uh, like what you like what you or I would do 
or like us, we'd do it like, oh man, like you want to come play pickup? I don't know. Like I just, I just played earlier today, but yeah, sure. I guess. Why not? It's yeah, basically yeah, like guess, a, the yeah, NBA yeah. G, and G league version of that. You're just Malachi, can you come play for us? We have a huge game tonight. And he's like, oh, dude, I just finished my G League game. But yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I mean, like, yeah. Yeah. it's pretty comparable comparable because we're elite athletes as well, right? So, yeah. yeah. The wear and tear just, of a Laurentian scrimmage with a yeah. couple yeah. guys is, is the I, same. Of cheeky two footers. Yeah. yeah. It's like having Sunday sports and intramurals on the same day. It was tough, <laughs> but we managed but, to get but through. But you had to do it. <laughs> Coming off a hangover too, you could argue that our accomplishments more impressive than Malachi. Flint. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I bet that's you he was no drinking until three a.m. the night before, know, and ate a whole yeah, pizza exactly. when he got home from the bar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we put we put our bodies through a lot, so yeah, yeah they put it through we the ring. Give ourselves some credit. Put it through the ring. Yeah, <laughs> and you know I was playing those games on empty stomachs because I couldn't eat any food the next day. So. <laughs> <laughs> a malnourished Malachi should get in touch and I can let him know how to how to fight yeah. through adversity like that playing two games you can put, you can put, <laughs> hopefully not for his don't be his nutritionist though just as mental health coach though that's a yeah. mental fortitude yeah, that's a <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but yeah Freddie <laughs> this guy deserves an all-star give it to him and a first team all yeah. defense mm-hmm. Yeah, and and speaking of uh, just like, uh, Liam, you mentioned your struggles with uh, playing, being hungover, and playing the sports. Uh, I think in the same token, I think Milwaukee's probably like playing hungover because I don't know what the hell they've been doing for the past six games. Man, they're, I would. They're yeah. one in five on a five-game losing streak before winning to who okay, was OKC. Uh, OKC, who they lost to in the five-game losing streak. So they lost to. Granted, they did play good teams. They lost to Toronto twice. They lost to Phoenix. And they lost to um, the Utah Jazz, so it was a tough like five games, and they lost to OKC Thunder. But still, you expect a lot better from the Milwaukee Bucks, right? I think the Bucks are in a horrible spot because they've been playoff chokers in the past, so they still got that hanging over them, and they they don't have a move in them to to get better. They don't have any any draft picks to trade. They don't really have any. I mean, I guess maybe a Divincenzo is kind of a young asset. But I don't like. I don't think they're getting better substantially, and anyways, and I don't think they have like what they have right now is a second round playoff team at best. I think so. It's kind of it's kind of jarring how quick the window, the championship window, can seemingly open and close. Like we thought, yeah. oh, Milwaukee's got Giannis; they're going to be championship contender for the next ten years. And it's kind of like, well, maybe they're actually championship pretenders and not contenders. Um. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't think they're in a good spot. Uh, what do you think, Andres? Yeah, I think I think uh, Liam's right. Like, I think um, the championship window is like seemingly goes by like really quickly. And yes. I mean, I think I think the Bucks like like I think we brought this point up. I think three podcasts ago that like how worried were you about the Bucks like on their like three game losing skid back then? And they picked it up since, but now they're back on this this trend of losing to like. Yeah, they are good teams, but if you're going to be a, a championship team, you're going to have to win these games. Like you're going to have to beat good teams in order to to win a championship. So to give them the right. the, the slack, saying that yeah, they're good teams, but I don't think like if you're in a top four in the conference, you can't be giving the, these teams the slacks. Like they're not like they if you're if you think they're going to win a championship, they're going to beat championship teams. So um, yeah. mm-hmm. like I I would be still be concerned about these Bucks and 
comparing them just like to Toronto, they're lower in the conference, but at least you're getting your secondary unit like contributing. Like the the Bucks have like nothing other than their stars essentially. Like you need yes. a Divincenzo's, you need like um you need these other secondary players to step up. Pat Connaughton. Pat Connaughton, that's his name. Yeah, like you need <laughs> like you just need these players. You need the Boucher's, you need the Norman Powell's like when players are injured or not playing, well, you need these players to step up and but the Bucks just quite frankly don't have that. And I think it speaks to the coaching as well. I think uh, Budenholzer is not doing a great job at the moment. Um, like at one point, I was watching the Raptors game. It was like a five-point, six-point game, and they sat Yanis when with like four minutes or five minutes left, just because like he wasn't foul trouble. But like it just didn't make sense because you're losing the game. Like if he's gonna foul out, foul mm-hmm. out. Like at least you're gonna make it close and then have yeah. hopefully your bench bring you up the last five, like two minutes. And Yanis is not good on the line anyway, so like. I just didn't get the coaching at that point. So, like, I just think the Bucks, mm-hmm. uh, as a Bucks fan, you should be concerned, and you should they they, they have to get something sorted, or else they're not going to be. Um, they might not even be top four by the end of the the regular season. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with like both you guys said. I think Bud kind of needs to figure it out. I know maybe he might be t- tinkering with line like lineups and stuff because he hasn't had the most postseason success. So maybe he's just trying new things out for the postseason. Um, because we're so used to Milwaukee being such a dominant for, or Bud Budenholzer team being such a dominant force in the regular season, uh, including Clooney when he was in Atlanta and, and now uh, Milwaukee. So I think maybe to his credit, maybe he's trying things out. But like sooner or later, they're gonna have to figure it out. And like I agree with Andres, I think Bucks fans should be like a little bit concerned yeah. with um with kind of how they're performing because um even though you're figuring it out at the same time, you have to get it be getting it done, especially with like all the risks they've been taking to get Giannis resigned. But all the the picks they gave up in the future because this is like a win now team, so they got to start winning now. Yeah, I, I totally like, agree with you guys. Dre makes a great point. Every big game they've had, they've lost. I think so. They failed every test. So what? I don't know if you're a Milwaukee fan. What is the crumb that you can hang on to that makes you give gives you hope when they failed every test? They don't have any moves in them really because they don't have. Mm-hmm. They traded all their assets for Holiday already, and yeah, not looking great, boys. For for the box. Yeah, no, it's definitely not. And and, and actually, but like, th- like because we're saying it, I cannot wait for the playoffs. So like, man, this Eastern Conference is going to be so exciting to watch. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I'm, I'm, like I'm sure. Like right now, you have Charlotte and the Knicks at seven and eight. Like I'm, I'm assuming Miami will get in there. I'm not too worried about that as they're just like they're looking just outside. But it's just going to be so exciting. Just imagine like a. Just like a Miami Heat, if they finish seventh, and like the yeah. Brooklyn Nets, if they finish second, like, I know. can you imagine that? Like first yeah. round, the first round matchup? series is They're actually so going to be good. Usually, they're just kind of like yeah. sweeps or five game series, but yeah, except for maybe like the four or five game, but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. No, it'd be really exciting to watch. I can, I actually cannot wait for the for the playoffs. It's probably going to be the one time I'm actually in a long time I'll be like genuinely looking forward to it just to watch other games other than the Raptors games. Yeah. As like a fan. So. I mean, uh, I was going to say, can we give appreciation to this like Atlantic division? too? Like, I don't think I, we yeah. have to find the stats somewhere, but like, is there any time like where all five teams in that division made the playoffs? Cause right now the whole Atlantic division is in playoff contention. Yeah, I don't right think now. so. Like you got the, the yeah. Nets, you got the Philly first, the Nets second, you got Boston four, you got Toronto six and the Knicks eighth. Like that's just eighth. insane. Yeah. Like the amount of competition that's in the Atlantic division right now. So I don't know. Yeah. I think that they'll be battle tested. I think whatever team um, they'll face in the in the playoffs. So you got to watch out for one of them. No, that's a good. That's a very good point. I'm sure there's a stat out somewhere like how long it's been since a division has done that. But I, from the last time I recall, I don't think there has been. There's always those like that one bad, really bad team 
or two really bad teams on the outside looking in. So, yeah. Well, no, I think we'll see. And then speaking of disappointment, so like the the Cleveland Cavaliers, we were like praising them at the beginning. Yeah. And I mean, I know they got like Darius Garland injured. They have Larry Nance injured now. And they had the whole saga with Drummond. So, I mean, they're, they're at the end of the day, I, I guess this is kind of like a slap in the face again to wake us up that Cleveland is still a rebuilding team and they're not looking to win now at all. So, you know, I, them being 10 and 20 shouldn't, shouldn't have been a surprise. Because Andre Drummond said it. Why that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It could be a theory. It could be yeah. a theory. <laughs> There's, there's the I mean, Ewing. They're on, a, they're on a nine game losing streak, but I yeah, know he's missed there's like the, five games. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. the Ewing theory the opposite way. Although Drummond yeah. wasn't their yeah, best yeah, player, yeah. but um, yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I guess Six, maybe, seven. maybe we got a little carried Six, away seven. with our, uh, and not just us, but in general, the public got carried I mean, away with their Cleveland yeah. praise. I mean, this looks this looks good on us, Liam, because our early season predictions yeah. we were kind of scared looking at Cleveland disrupting our our, our, our rankings we had. So yeah, no, they were right now. It's looking pretty good. I think I had the Cavs at second last too, and Detroit last maybe. Yeah, the, I'd have to double check the that. Cavs, the Knicks, and the and the Pistons. I bet the under on on their season win percentage. So and those were so those are some of the season Liam locks, and the yeah, the Cavs and uh, the Knicks still aren't looking good. But yeah, hopefully they get under there and uh, keep losing for that to to pay out. What you, Daniel should be worried about oh, though is yeah. uh the Atlanta Hawks. That's 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 what you project to be like yeah. seventh or sixth. I had them at so I'm looking at it right now actually. I had them at eight. Yeah, I and had then them. I had I had the Pacers at seven. Yeah, but that, so that was another. Right now, Miami is more scaring me I think than anything. I had the Heat at four. So. Yeah, yeah I definitely got some shockers in the, those preseason predictor predictions. I had yeah, Dallas yeah. like fourth, I, mean, the I net, think. Yeah. I mean, the Nets is going to be kind of hard because no one expected... Well, I mean, we could have expected, but we we didn't know. It wasn't a guarantee that James Harden was going to the Nets. So I think everyone's... Unless you picked them, you guessed that. You probably had the Nets going like first or second. But yeah, I think I had... And then I had... So I had Cleveland, Pistons, and Knicks as my bottom three. So I think I need Cleveland to tank, tank a little more to help me win that one. No, but, you need the Knicks to tank. Yeah. I and mean, the Knicks yeah. are probably... I'm saying, like, might, be, might be too order. good. Might be a lost cause. Yeah, and also, yeah, because, I, and I had the Bulls and Magic um on the outside of the uh the playing games too. So the so that's uh the Magic's looking pretty good. The Bulls are the looking, Bulls. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's all like one or two game difference to be honest. So it's tough right now to see, but still lots to play for, and we'll the, the playoffs are going to be yeah. competitive. Yeah. yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, it's a good. So I think that. No, go ahead. I was go just going to say, yeah, the Eastern Conference is looking. Uh... Like a mighty, mighty mm-hmm. tough comparing to other years. So it's good. It's a good change. And watch uh, the Wizards. Yeah. Don't sleep on the Wizards yet. You guys are all, um, they're on a four game winning streak. You never know. They can sneak in. They can I'm sneak not, in. I'm not just yeah. sleeping on the Wizards. I'm hibernating on them. <laughs> Damn. Okay. You can sneak Clear in. That, what, that, four that was game a deep streak. sleep. You, you saw, you saw Russell Westbrook dancing on, on the sidelines. So, you know, that's could, be, be, uh, could be picking up momentum. <laughs> yeah. All right, so before we end this pod off, let's go to our non-biased takeaways for the day. Um, Liam, I know you love this segment, so I'm going to start off with you. What's your non-biased takeaway? Well, well I guess it's just uh, it's going to be Kentucky again, and I said it on Liam's locks yesterday. <laughs> it starts today, as in yesterday. Kentucky wins this big win against Tennessee. They get the confidence. They roll through the SEC tournament, get that high seed, get that 11 seed, 12 seed. 
in the in March Madness and they upset some teams. They uh and they roll through and win March Madness as the highest seed to ever oh, win. Gosh. <laughs> and Coach Cal's a genius and all their players go on to be NBA stars and yeah. And it all started yesterday <laughs> Coach in Cal's the morning. Genius. <laughs> with with the, oh my it all God. started yesterday with the docile early morning tones of, of Liam's locks. <laughs> you 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 had you had me you had me at uh coach cows is a genius you had me until then. <laughs> uh i'll just how about you what's your non-biased takeaway for mine are gonna be pod? um the raptors just re just to reiterate like the their home court advantage in playoffs and the freddy all-star show and for all t- uh fall team uh first defense number one in tip nice. balls and number two in loose ball recoveries you can't argue that stat. Yeah. That's the type of player he is, man. That's the type of player yeah. he is. And it yeah. doesn't surprise me at all that he's leading in those stats or close to leading. Mm-hmm. That's my bias. Yeah. Not yeah. bias. Uh, nice. That's a, that's, a, that's a good one. That's a good one. For me, and I think this probably should have been your guys' too. It's obviously that I know the most about college basketball as I went five and six in my picks this week. <laughs> I think that probably should have been your guys' takeaway as well. Um, yeah, I think it's something that we kind of all knew from the beginning. And I hope we, we can continue this uh, this segment so that I could just be more uh, more in the green. We will uh, ahead of you guys, and you guys will be du- duking it out for um, for those bottom t- those bottom two spots. Hey, those postponed games, so those could have been. I don't know if we had yeah. different picks actually. So uh, I, 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 I think we all had. We all have Florida. We all have Florida State. I think mm. yeah, Virginia Tech one. But we had so Oklahoma. We there, the yeah. Oklahoma Texas was a little different. I had Texas that one. I believe. Yeah, we. Had I Oklahoma. think you guys had Oklahoma. Yeah, could, I could have tied so, you. Um, yeah, could have. I think now that we're closing in, I think we should have be having a March, some March Madness, uh, more March Madness talk that we have a couple weeks left of the season. Uh, we'll be talking a lot more college basketball as the exciting times ramp up there. Um, and then we have more picks coming up probably for next week, I would assume. And then we'll take it from there. We'll probably have some more exciting guests as well. We'll have Dev on. We have to have Dev on. Yeah. Um, he's been crying to come on, and we have to because we've been slandering him every now and then. When we're Michigan gets a one seed, he, he has to say his piece. Michigan gets a one seed, we'll have him on. <laughs> no, if Michigan gets a one seed, we're not having him on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Say it's a big game um, for him today. Yeah, and then, we'll see how we'll yeah. see how like, the, yeah. the dev the dev cam streaming yeah. today. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, and then we'll have uh, probably a couple more exciting guys coming on. So stay tuned, everyone. Thank you again for listening. We really appreciate all your, appreciate all your support. Uh, find all our links in our link tree in our bi- IG bio. It's a main source of all our news and things you, that's coming up with us. Uh, look forward to maybe another video next week, next Saturday, Liam. It's coming Saturday, maybe. For sure, for sure. We'll see. I love uh, that. I can't wait for you to whisper in my ear again. That was very. Uh, it's a nice way to wake up, eh? Very engaging. <laughs> yeah, very engaging. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I cannot wait. Um, so yeah, thank you again, for everyone, for listening. Um, see you, Andres and Liam, next time. Yes, sir. Have a good week. Stay safe, everyone. Peace. You know